the bar of gold in Upper Swandom Lane. But what was she to do? How could she, a young and timid woman, make her way into such a place and pluck her husband out from among the ruffians who surrounded him? There was the case, and of course there was but one way out of it. Might I not escort her to this place? And then, as a second thought, why should she come at all? I was Isa Whitney's medical adviser, and as such I had influence over him. I could manage it better if I were alone. I promised her on my word that I would send him home in a cab within two hours, if he were indeed at the address which she had given me. And so in ten minutes I had left my armchair and cheery sitting-room behind me, and was speeding eastward in a hansom on a strange errand, as it seemed to me at the time, though the future only could show how strange it was to be. But there was no great difficulty in the first stage of my adventure. Upper Swandom Lane is a vile alley lurking behind the high wharves which line the north side of the river to the east of London Bridge. Between a slop-shop and a gin-shop, approached by a steep flight of steps leading down to a black gap like the mouth of a cave, I found the den of which I was in search. Ordering my cab to wait, I passed down the steps, worn hollow in the centre by the ceaseless tread of drunken feet, and by the light of a flickering oil-lamp above the door I found the latch and made my way into a long, low room, thick and heavy with the brown opium smoke, and terraced with wooden berths like the forecastle of an emigrant ship. Through the gloom one could dimly catch a glimpse of bodies lying in strange, fantastic poses, bowed shoulders, bent knees, heads thrown back, and chins pointing upward, with here and there a dark, lacklustre eye turned upon the newcomer. Out of the black shadows there glimmered little red circles of light, now bright, now faint, as the burning poison waxed or waned in the bowls of the metal pipes. The most lay silent, but some muttered to themselves, and others talked together in a strange, low, monotonous voice, their conversation coming in gushes, and then suddenly tailing off into silence, each mumbling out his own thoughts and paying little heed to the words of his neighbour. At the farther end was a small brazier of burning charcoal, beside which, on a three-legged wooden stool, there sat a tall, thin old man, with his jaw resting upon his two fists, and his elbows upon his knees, staring into the fire. As I entered, a sallow melee attendant had hurried up with a pipe for me and a supply of the drug, beckoning me to an empty berth. "'Thank you. I have not come to stay,' said I. "'There is a friend of mine here, Mr. Isa Whitney, and I wish to speak with him.' There was a movement and an exclamation from my right, and peering through the gloom I saw Whitney, pale, haggard, and unkempt, staring out at me. "'My God, it's Watson!' said he. He was in a pitiable state of reaction, with every nerve in a twitter. "'I say, Watson, what o'clock is it?' "'Nearly eleven. "'Of what day?' "'Of Friday, June nineteenth. "'Good heavens! I thought it was Wednesday. "'It is Wednesday. What do you want to frighten a chap for?' He sank his face on to his arms and began to sob in a high treble key. "'I tell you that it is Friday, man.' 
Your wife has been waiting this two days for you. You should be ashamed of yourself. So I am. But you've got mixed, Watson, for I have only been here a few hours. Three pipes, four pipes. I forget how many. But I'll go home with you. I wouldn't frighten Kate, poor little Kate. Give me your hand. Have you a cab? Yes, I have one waiting. Then I shall go in it. But I must owe something. Uh, find what I owe, Watson. I am all off color. I can do nothing for myself. I walked down the narrow passage between the double row of sleepers, holding my breath to keep out the vile, stupefying fumes of the drug, and looking about for the manager. As I passed the tall man who sat by the brazier, I felt a sudden pluck at my skirt, and a low voice whispered, Walk past me, and then look.